Well, you got to get it somewhere. That's it. So welcome to First Time Parents. I'm Heidi. I'm Griffo. And this is our very last session with our communication coach, James Fish Gill. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's learn how to communicate. It's only taken six months. Is that better? There he is. Hey, Fish. G'day, my friends. I'm just, I cleaned my computer earlier and I think I made it worse. So hang on. Oh, mine's filthy as well. I got on here and was like, Jesus Christ, what have I been doing? <laughs> That's what I was like. It looked like ours was so pixelated. I was like, there's grime on there. <laughs> I cleaned it as well. Does that look better? Can you see me okay? Yeah. yeah you're right. yep. We got here. How many years has it been? <laughs> it's like the longest people you've ever had stay with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the, it's the, it's the most stretched out. <laughs> Oh, I know, but it just happened, didn't it? Like there was just so many different twists and turns for both. I know. Of us. I was thinking about it. So much travel, so much illness, so yeah. much needing to tend to family stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. For, thanks for being really patient because I certainly feel like I took up about 75% of the rescheduling. Oh, so really no, it went that both ways. ways yeah. We like that's what we said. We were like, it was definitely 50 50. Like, we, you know what I mean? And I think we're all understanding. And because you're a communication coach, I said to Griffo, I never felt bad because I feel like we could just always communicate about it. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, should we just jump in? Let's do it. We're ready. So, um, I set you guys on on a bit of a mission of, you know, the last session or two we've been working on speaking diagonal statements and, and what we're trying to do there is to hold our own yearning, like what we were longing for behind what we did or said, hold our yearning and hold their very real upset that we never intended for them. That's the pink diagonal. And the other, the white diagonal, is trying to communicate the very real pain that we're in while we also really honour in our communication what they wanted as distinct from our pain, and that's the white diagonal. Mm -hmm. So I thought it might be fun to look back at, because I know the baby issue has yep. been sort of front and centre, but, you know, remember when we also discussed more lightheartedly but like in the heat of the moment, these weren't lighthearted moments. The the Japan, you know, the message from you, Heidi, to Griffo in Japan, and also the the little upset that he had around was it cereal in the no, popcorn? Popcorn in the pantry. <laughs> I mean, it's it's you know we can laugh about those moments, but actually, most human beings will have relationships that are suffering because there was a hundred popcorn moments this year. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not usually the massive stuff. It's yeah. usually death by a thousand cuts. So I thought it might be kind of fun to revisit each of those from, from the new perspective that we're growing. I think that's a great idea because he's just booked a boys' trip to Japan again. So yeah, we <laughs> past our 10 years of being together. So we've got to try it out, see whether you can do it a little differently this time. Yeah. Yeah, it's come a long way since then. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just just a little bit of a kind of a wrap-up again. I won't take too long doing it, but remember that back when we first met, we discovered that 
conflict or relationship upset kind of naturally arrives. Heidi didn't want it. Griffo didn't want it. You didn't, neither of you woke up that morning thinking, how do I really upset the other person? And yet the upset happened. And upset or conflict tends to have its own momentum, like an avalanche. No one tries to cause an avalanche and yet look at the speed it picks up and the momentum it picks up and it wipes out the village. So we saw that the mind creates conflict. It creates a me versus you. And it sounds like should, shouldn't. It sounds like blame. It sounds like who's right and who's wrong. It sounds like look how wronged I've been. It sounds like I'm not the kind of person who. So we looked at some of those symptoms. Um, and then to remedy that, instead of getting stuck in our analysis, which is normal, and fighting to be understood, which leaves each other feeling misunderstood, we started to reach for the four truths. And the four truths are about holding my experience and your experience in equal measure, not our analyses, not the stories that we're telling, the experience we're having. As soon as we move into experience, there's no opposition. And as soon as we hold both, both people feel validated, both hearts open, mutual willingness arrives, and now we can get to work finding out what to do about it. Until we have mutual understanding based on the four truths, until that happens, any conflict resolution will lead ultimately back to conflict. So, yeah. So then we started to get more masterful at feeling the four truths of the moment. And then once we had those, we could create the diagonal statements. Top left to bottom right, bottom left to top right. So... If we go back to, let's start with the popcorn moment. And I just wanted to ask you guys now, like looking back, now that you understand that the mind naturally goes into analysis, usually an analysis of them, mm. back in the popcorn moment, what had you decided about each other? Heidi, what had you, what did you think about Griffo about the popcorn moment? He's just so what, or he's being what, or what are such and I'm such? <laughs> He does this all the fucking time. He, like, comments on every little thing and here he goes, nothing's ever good enough, not put away right, not done right, um, and I feel like I'm walking on eggshells sometimes. And so that's what, that like, that's where it would all start to be like, what a fuckhead. Yeah. <laughs> great, great. Thank you for being so honest. And, like, everyone on the planet is doing that, by the way. Like, <laughs> we're all doing it. Yeah. Why? Because we're we're in the midst of some upset and we can't recognize the experience they're having. So our conclusion is, what a fuckhead. Yeah. <laughs> Here he is going again, telling me I've got it wrong again. What an asshole. Clearly he's just like Yeah. Clearly he comes home like this all the time, fish. <laughs> yeah, what a dick. What a dick. What right. a dick. Cool. Griffo, in that popcorn moment, what had you decided about Heidi? What What was your analysis? She's being what? Um, I, I think it was more her about me, how she felt about me, and then I was a bit like, I think I think I was No, so like, do you want me to remind you what happened? I apparently you, the popcorn was stale or something like that. I had opened it up and just left it in there, and I was like, 
why'd you do this or who done this? And you're like, oh, it sounds like you're saying that I did this. And I'm like, well, I don't think our kid would have climbed up the pantry and opened a packet of popcorn and just put it back in there without trying to seal it or anything. Yeah. So in that moment, yeah, in that moment where she's kind of getting really defensive and, and you're not actually wanting to attack her, you're just saying, like, let's sort the popcorn situation. Was there any analysis that came to mind? Like she's being oversensitive, she's being overreactive, she's making a mountain out of a molehill. Okay, oversensitive, but that's also like, come on, like, you know, you know to put the popcorn away properly. Yeah. Yeah, got it. New job. <laughs> like it's everyone's job, you know, you open something up, you pack it up and put it away. Yeah, yeah, got it. So <laughs> the, the point is here that we're, we're actually trying to be very honest that the mind creates an analysis right and so now let's use the diagonal statements on the popcorn incident so remember we're either talking the pink diagonal which says here's what i was hoping for and here's what i think it left you feeling or we're using the white diagonal where we're saying here's what i was left feeling and here's what i can see you were hoping for behind what you said or did so who wants to have a go first? I know I'm putting you on the spot. I think I've got this. <laughs> um, so when you suggested that the popcorn wasn't put away properly, I could see that you were frustrated because your popcorn was stale. So that would be really <laughs> annoying. Uh, but in that moment, I felt like all eyes were on me, that it was my fault. There was no questioning of like potentially who it could have been or what could have been done. And so therefore I projected my madness onto you. <laughs> Got it. So just a little coaching point. You used the word but in the middle oh, of that. Yes, I did. Yeah. And it's that's great to point out because we will tend to continue to use the word but until we become become really like really focused on when it pops up and yeah. remember that the effect of but is that you've just acknowledged some real experience that griffo was having then you dismissed it with the word but in favor of yours so you've just tipped the scales in favor of promoting your experience over here so you haven't meant to do that okay so question had i <laughs> if i validated like said myself first like you know i was feeling this but I understand you would have felt like that. Would the butt still be okay? Be okay. Well, well, the butt then leaves him his experience promoted and yours dismissed. Oh, so yeah, it works both way. ways. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean that that's a better strategy with them because they because their experience gets promoted. But you're having to say, I felt upset, but I shouldn't have because look at what you were hoping for. We're not trying to decide which one gets dismissed, although that's what the mind naturally does. Yeah. We're actually promoting them both front and centre. So it might sound something like, I felt really hurt and criticised, like personally criticised by you, and it left me feeling really upset and angry and hurt. And I can understand that you are actually really wanting to express your very real frustration. Because, you know, here's food going becoming spoiled in our kitchen and you want the best for us. You want fresh food for you when you get home and for me. And so you're just you're wanting to express that frustration. The way you went about it left me feeling really actually personally wounded and criticized. See how see how I'm taking both sides. Yeah. yeah. Like fiercely taking both sides, actually. Mm. Yeah. So the conclusion is never, well, so that means I'm a bit right and you're a bit wrong. But that yeah. is what 
mind will want to do. And what most people do. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's what the mind will naturally want to do. Because the, remember, the mind is a this or that machine. The mind wants to work out who's actually wrong because the moment felt wrong, so the moment must be wrong because of someone's wrongness. Mm -hmm. So whose wrongness is at play here? It's the same, it's the same when there's any political furor. Some, something happens in society and politicians go, well, I know whose fault it is straight away. Yeah. It doesn't tend to the upset. It just shifts blame yeah good work griffo do you feel like using either a white diagonal do you want me to flash them up on the screen or have you got them handy i did have them but i don't know if i can see them if i if we're seeing you so maybe it might be easier for you to share screen i do have them here i i, <laughs> I never closed this document oh yeah perfect. so either the pink which is you sharing what you're hoping for and their suffering. And we might use the pink diagonal when we feel falsely accused because what we want to stress is that we never wanted their pain, that we're a good person. Or a white diagonal, which is when we want to bring awareness to the very real pain that their actions brought us. And we do so by honouring that they never wanted our pain. So which feels right for you to use in this moment, Griffo? Either, either is fine. Probably the, the pink. Um, so when I said to you, um, why did you leave the pop on this? Uh, I could see how that made you feel attacked or blamed of doing something um, that really I didn't have any uh, evidence and I just would have come across in a way that, yeah, I blamed you for something not really confronting you and just having an open conversation. Um, but in turn, it then made me feel, ah, damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, the word but is just woven into our language. I, know. I was waiting for it as well. Like, I know, he's going so to say but. I know, I was thinking about it before, but now I'm so concentrating. So it then left me feeling um, that you hadn't really, I guess, cared for our food or just, you know, actually, yeah. Um, I, I suppose just, you know, have, have respect for our stuff that, you know, you hadn't packed it away properly. Um, that's what we do. Why didn't you do that? So it just let me feel a bit, I don't know, just, <laughs> yeah, upset. I'm not laughing at you. No. I'm laughing at the situation. Yeah, hilarious. Um, so, Griffo, that was great, but you did share her pain and your pain. So could you, if you're going to use the pink diagonal, see if you could share her pain, which you did really well. By the way, you really stood in it with her and kind of articulated it with her. Like yeah. it must have felt really, you know, you really kind of stayed there with her. Did you feel that, Heidi? Yeah, yeah. I did as well. I sort of yeah. felt that I, I could, I can see her side. Because he knows that he does this on the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so the more the more fully you can articulate their pain, the more naturally they will go, oh, hang on, th this person does care about me. So then I just swallowed a bug. Uh -huh. what, what, were you, what were you hoping for in bringing attention to the staleness of the popcorn in saying, who did this? Yeah, I guess for uh, awareness. Yeah. Not necessarily apology, but just, oh, yep. yep. Oh, that was my bad. Um, I'll just try and remember or sorry, yeah. I, I was a bit careless, you know. So I guess uh, not an apology as such, but just like, oh, yeah, sorry, that was my bad. Like I've done something. 
Talk, um, talk to me more uh, about awareness because I think you're spot on. Like I just want awareness around this. Talk to me more about that. What was your, what would you get to feel if Heidi's awareness was on how the popcorn is stored? <laughs> I guess maybe that the, the situation wouldn't happen again. And so you're sort of bettering yourself in, in say, that space of putting stuff away. Um, yeah. So I, I think sometimes you let things slide and then every now and again you bring it up and because maybe you've let things slide before, when you do bring it up, it might come across in a way that isn't uh, as openly spoken about. It might be a bit as hard as Yeah, it's a bit kind of narky. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, beautiful. So so one, one final question, and we're really honing in on the essence of your yearning. What did you want to feel? by by bringing her awareness to something and by wanting to know it wouldn't happen again and again and again in the future, what would that afford you? I, I guess feel, oh. to feel like she'd sort of learnt something or understood where I was coming from, that that does upset me and she can um, be more, I yep. know, yeah, just make me feel better that she's heard where I'm coming from, I suppose. Cool. So So understood? Yeah valued yeah respected yeah and also kind of at ease about the future right yeah yeah like if you had to choose a future where the popcorn was always stale and a future where the popcorn was always fresh the popcorn always fresh future might feel like well that's one thing i don't have to worry about like i know it's kind of it's it's a funny thing to talk about it but actually the heart seeks to find ease yeah we want to feel peace and ease. But isn't it funny because, like, I just think about this and I'm like, that's what I see. Like, that's where we have little tiffs and stuff in about these things. And it's like, but for me, like, the ease might be that I leave the fucking cupboard exactly. door. Exactly. exactly. So it's funny, it's isn't it? Because it's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that's so what we're saying. So it's so, so interesting how it's like his ease is, you know, having fresh popcorn <laughs> but like i said with open. mine like it's the ease of like you know just, <laughs> in the moment it was easier to do it that way <laughs> yeah what so now what we're talking about heidi is your pink diagonal because notice you've started to speak about what you'd hoped for by not really worrying about how the popcorn was stored because yeah. not having to think about how the popcorn is stored gives you a sense of ease because like it's just too much. It's too. It's, it's something that doesn't matter to you as Not much. As and I think, like, if you use this analogy of us, and I think many couples, like for me, I'm in the moment when I'm if I've left that popcorn. Whereas he's thinking about the future. Yeah, got it. So use a pink diagonal. What were you hoping for? So in in that, in that in, moment, in neglecting in neglecting the popcorn. Yeah. What was your beautiful heart actually yearning for? Because you want you weren't yearning to create frustration for your man. That's that yeah, was not. I was just yearning to eat the popcorn right there and then. Yeah. <laughs> and I just was not thinking about anything else. I was being in the moment and really thinking about the flavors and the taste and the you know just how easy life is when you don't have someone <laughs> going down your throat breathing down your throat making sure that you perfectly put it away oh. but, yeah but, and and also when you didn't perfectly put it away what were you hoping for sorry say that again when you didn't when you didn't pay attention to putting it away because putting it away didn't matter to you 
Where yeah. was your attention? Where else was your attention? Somewhere good. Yeah, I was just so at peace and just like, yeah, nothing nothing matters. Nothing else matters. Got it. So when I'm just like a bit lackadaisical about the popcorn storage because I just want to actually feel like I don't have to worry about the little things, yeah, I might have left you feeling how? How did you leave him feeling? Well, I must have left you feeling. Or how was he left feeling? Or you would have been left feeling frustrated because I know that that's important for you. And I know that it is like it's, you know, it is something that is truly important for you, like those things, because it makes your life easier by then you can sit down and relax at the end of the day if all of these little things have been put away in a, I guess, in a perfect way that you see with ease. Great. So, see, we haven't had to decide whether or not it's important that the popcorn goes away because that's that's a different answer from each of you. But we will normally get caught up in that argument to say, why does it matter? It does matter. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. It should matter. It does matter. It doesn't. Like, we get caught up in that. But actually... In this method, we, you can say, Heidi, you can say, I was hoping for it not really to matter because I wanted other things to matter, such as chill time, and me making that not matter so much to find ease in the moment left you feeling like kind of just frustrated that, 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 that the little things that really make your transition home were missing again. Mm. Frustration, disappointment, even yeah. like feeling like my awareness wasn't around your needs. Mm. Beautiful. Lovely. So see how the diagonal statements actually, if done masterfully, leave me and you both feeling honoured. Yeah. All right, so let's go back to the baby scenario and let's see if we can practice either a pink or a white diagonal regarding that. I know we've done this a number of times, but let's see if we can sort of make it more punchy and more clear. See if you can leave yourself feeling really recognised and them feeling really recognised. I feel like the white is more, like there's ne- neither either is there really. I, I feel like the white's probably more. They're both, they're both valuable, but you will know. Griffo, do you want to talk more about your the unintended upset that you were left with at various times in that conversation about baby or no? Or do you want to talk more about your yearning? You'll you'll have a sense of that. They're both uh, valid. You yeah. can't get it. Just getting your head in there in there. I think, yeah, I, I think it's that you spoke that you try to focus on the wording that yeah, you've got I'm, up there, that then your brain goes like a bit jumbled. Yeah. Um so if I, if I go back, if I go back in the tools to this. Yeah, that's easier for me. And we're still doing the same, the diagonal. I have like ADHD brain, so sometimes I can't, like my brain actually um, learns different to other people. <laughs> totally understand. So that might be clearer because you can see pain and yearning a little more clearly represented. Yeah. So the white diagonal is bottom left to top right. And the pink diagonal would be top left to bottom right. It's just not coloured that way. Um, okay, so, so I think I've got it. So if I go this one, the pain I'm in, yeah. that, and oh, then right. I go to right. what yes. they're yearning for, yes. so That's, what he's yearning for. Yeah. Your pain. 
yeah. for him for him and for you remember that's why i think i've got this but we'll see right, right. we're practicing Take away the bar. um we'll just see so i think for me the pain that i am in with where we are with going through all of this with fish and where we've been with the baby conversation is that the pain I feel is that I feel like I am the one that's doing all the like releasing. No, what am I trying to say? Okay. So the pain I'm in is I feel a little bit alone in the baby stuff and I feel like it like I'm at a point now where I don't know what I want and I don't know what you want but I feel really alone in it because there's been all these other things going on and it's like I feel like I'm getting older by the second and I feel like I'm just really, really now it's not necessarily about the baby. It's more just like that I feel like I'm the one that is doing the work on, you know, letting go of having not having a baby and that feels really like sad for me and, uh, yeah, I feel really alone, I guess. And yeah, I know through what you're going through and what you've expressed your yearning is that you want everything to be at ease and at peace with all of the life crazy stuff that we've had but there's a part of me that's i just said but i was always to say but <laughs> hey, quite natural see how you want to jump back into your pain and that's fine yeah but i'm also going to coach you to jump back into his yearning after you do okay <laughs> it's more pain so try and rather than rather than speak your analysis, rather than speak a conclusion, go back into the pain. And I'm left feeling what? Yeah. So I know that you're yearning for this peace, and you know you've got other things going on in your life with you know the family stuff that we've had going on. That it all would seem a lot for you and overwhelming, and I know you feel empty and lost at times as well. I'm just searching for validation in my feelings and to be seen and that's what I'm yearning for. And so I think sometimes it just comes across like it doesn't matter because we're not giving ourselves the time to talk about it more, you know? Got it. So that can leave you feeling as if there's no space for yeah, you. Yeah, space to talk and then the time keeps ticking yeah. and it so feels a feels bit urgent yeah it feels urgent and it just feels a bit lonely like i'm doing it on my own yeah. you know left feeling alone or lonely with it it feels it i'm feeling like it's it's me that has to do the releasing that might even feel kind of unfair lonely confusing sad urgent um, fearful that there's no space, fearful that we won't find a better resolution. Beautiful. See how I'm really, I'm really kind of distilling what you're saying into an expression of your feelings because yeah. it's, 
can you notice how the mind wants to take it into so that and this should and that shouldn't the mind wants to take it into analysis <laughs> like tell a story about it yeah i'm not sure if i did it succinctly like you asked <laughs> I'm, I'm we're only practicing and i'm just coaching you back into the essence of your pain yeah. going back into griff's yearning because we do want to leave him feeling honored otherwise we express our pain to them and they they get left feeling like we're saying you're a pain causer mm. and what will happen what will happen if he gets left feeling like he's the bad guy he'll shut down yeah he'll shut down defend he might get angry he might withdraw he might not feel he can speak his needs because apparently he doesn't get to have any none of which you want for him by the way you don't want any of that feeling for him but it will naturally happen our defensiveness naturally arises in the face of someone expressing their pain so just to go a little more deeply into his yearning again, I remember in the past we touched on, you know, you started to go there talking about ease. What's Griffo's fierce commitment behind the possibility of not having another child? What is he a fierce stand for in his life and your life and the life of your child? Yeah, he... Like you are yearning for ease and peace within your mind and heart and, you know, the financial side. Like it, like there's so many different sides that I know that you're searching for peace. And I think at the end of the day it's your mind that you just want to feel that sense of, you know, peace because, yeah, like you have had all these different thoughts and emotions and I don't think you can express yourself as well as I can sometimes. And I know that, yeah, you just, you've, you're really like, you're, you're, you're putting myself and Memphis first. That's what you're yearning for to put us, you know, the three of us as a family first. Yeah, that that might not happen if we introduce something else. Got it. Beautiful. Now notice how we're not dismissing your very real pain. We can come back to it and honour it at any time. How did it feel starting to honour his commitment to the three of you as you are now? Yeah. Yeah, like it feels good. Like I said, I think my brain, I feel a lot of pain that it's hard to, do you know what I mean? Like it is... Yeah, when you haven't spoke about, we haven't spoke about it necessarily recently for his pain, it's hard to know where he is fully at. Do you know what I mean? Of course, yeah. So, yeah. Well, you did so well. So even if we do it in the other direction, we can say, hey, Griffo, I can see how fiercely you're committed to the well-being of just the three of us as we are now and the peace that we found and how you go about expressing that can leave me actually feeling like there's no space for my sorrow and I can feel alone and confused. Mm, feel unfair. And you'd never want that for me. Mm. That's not what you're going for. And it is what I'm left feeling. Mm. I feel that we're really dancing between the two. Yeah, that was really powerful. My pain is never what you'd want for me and it's absolutely alive in me. 
I need it recognized and it's not what you would ever hope for me. Mm. Dancing between the quadrants. Yeah. Lovely. And Griffo, do you want to choose a diagonal statement? Do you prefer this document or the one with pink and white on it? Um, yeah, maybe this one, I think. Um, so I guess, yeah, the, the pain that I'm in for if I was to have another child is, um, yeah, it would, I guess, upset me and make me feel a whole amount of pressure again as to what we've already been through. We're only going to add more pressure to the situation. I feel pain that I can't also fulfill what you want. I do think about it at times and I do think that that is something that that hurts me that I don't want what you want and I don't feel like I can give that to you. So that hurts me even though it's, you know, that uh, it's just that I'm, I'm, that's not what I want. What are the feelings that do arise in you? And I know I tend to put some pressure on you, Griffo, in terms of naming emotions and you and me and most guys on the planet don't have that skill super well developed. So forgive me. No. <laughs> um, when, when you get the feeling that it's as if you can't deliver what your woman wants, what feelings arise? What does it leave you feeling? I guess like... Um sort of disappointed, like disappointed that not in myself, but disappointed that I can't give Heidi what she wants because of, I guess, what, what I, what I want, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I want to feel her, her, um, her wants. Yeah. So it just, it just sucks because there are things in life that you can compromise, you know, um, you can yeah. say something and buy it, you know. Um, you can work towards something, but this is... Yeah, this yeah. is a different situation. But, uh, just, yeah, it, it, so it, it, it saddens me because I know that it does eat her up and I can't really help her. Beautiful. So when you come to me with the conversation of wanting a second child, it can leave me feeling a bit overwhelmed and pressured and fearful of a return to those high-pressure days that we both experienced with a, new, with a new child. And also when you come to me with that request, I can be left feeling really disappointed that as if I, as if I can't fulfil my woman. Like I'm even left feeling like a bit like a failure or, or a sense of guilt or shame or um, hurt or sorrow. Yeah. Or kind of like a bit like confused and hopeless, perhaps. Beautiful. Now, now it's time to really open Heidi with acknowledging what her tender heart really longs for in bringing the idea of a, a second child to you when she does, when she has. What is what is what does her heart long for and long to feel? Um, I, I can see how you're yearning to feel a sense of completion. I feel that you don't feel fully complete with our family. I think you think we need uh, a fourth person in our family. I feel that you want to 
probably redo birth again as well as some things didn't go the way you planned. So whether there's some redemption there of getting back something that hopefully is planned out a bit better than how it all went. Uh, I know you've got so much love to give and you want to be able to ooze that and give that to one more person and that would be to have another kid to share that with them. Um, I know your intention to have another kid is nothing but joy and love and not to put any pain or anything on anyone but just to feel complete and, yeah, have another little body around. And what would allow it allow her to feel? What are some of the feelings that, that she might start to get a glimpse of at the idea of having a second child? I know that would make you feel happy, um, joyful, like I said, complete. It would be, yeah, just really joyful, really happy. Beautiful, skillful. So notice, isn't it painful that I've just kept you suspended in what to do about it, not what to do about it yet? So let's, let's you know, in the, the sort of final part of this really just looks at if, if we've really skillfully built mutual understanding, if we've really nailed each of the four quadrants such that we and they both go, oh, thank you, yes, you've got it you've got the very essence of it and that can take some time right because i might say to my partner hey i might left you have left you feeling really annoyed and angry and hurt and she might go no not really but you did leave me feeling a bit confused and rejected and i'm like okay got it now i've now i'm closer to your truth so it can take some time to just kind of feel into it what is your experience what do what are you yearning for actually i've i've guessed into it and what are you suffering with? I've started to guess into it, but help me really understand. Does that make sense? <clears throat> and then when we're in a place where we really feel like we recognize each other's yearning and each other's pain and our own yearning and our own pain, then and only then can we start to move towards what to do about it, what to do about it. Because if we haven't, deeply honoured the four truths, we're just going to go back into my opinion versus your opinion. My analysis means that we should do this. No, no, my analysis means we should do that, and we're back in opposition again. So same four quadrants, it just becomes a conversation about what could we do about it? What are some ways that we could find? What are some ways that we could find? So, for example... And I'll, I'll give you guys a go at this. But if I come back, was it my daughter's 21st birthday was one of my stories? Yeah. Back, back in the day? Cool. So if I come to, if I use this finding ways forward approach regarding the upset that I created, was it was it the 21st birthday or was it when she was like 12 or 13 and we were at the restaurant? The Chinese restaurant. Okay, cool. Okay, great. So... Now that now that I've felt into the fact that there were four truths, it wasn't just she was being ridiculous and and I could recognise that what she was yearning for was actually wonderful, even behind saying, I hate you, Dad, go away. She, her tender heart was wanting something wonderful. 
and I could start to recognize how very real her pain is and how my tender heart was actually hoping for wonderful things and how what she said and did left me in very real pain. Now I can start to approach the ways forward. So the blue diagonal here is me speaking the non-negotiable of my yearning and the non-negotiable of her pain. See how we're starting to meet non-negotiable needs here but hold them mutually? So I might say on the blue diagonal, I might say, you know, and this might have to happen the next day to repair it because in the heat of the moment, maybe she's not even willing to have a conversation. So as soon as we can, I might say to her, I'd love to find ways with you, my darling, where I could go about creating surprise events that honour you publicly with our family without leaving you feeling tricked, unfairly put on the spot and thrust into uncertainty because I know that that left you really angry, uncared for and anxious. So going forward, how might we, how might I deliver surprise things to you or, or how might I celebrate you in a way that doesn't leave you feeling so unsteady and anxious? see how i've put on the table a question that really says i'm willing to fulfill on my needs to celebrate you with respect to your needs without leaving you feeling so upset and she might say to me well i love celebrations it's just that i don't like surprises and I will say to her, well, great. That means I know more clearly how to celebrate you and not create that upset for you. Is that making some sense? My yearning gets met. Her very real pain gets tended to. And so we create a situation where there's less pain for her. The blue diagonal really is, how can I land my love for you better, darling? <laughs> How can I land my love in a way that feels like love for you instead of landing my love in a way that felt like pain for you? Yeah? And then the white diagonal is recognizing the non-negotiable of my pain. Like I don't want to continue to have pain in relationship with her and recognizing the non-negotiable of her expression of her pain. That's what she was yearning for. So I might say something like... When in the full restaurant, you turned to me and said, I fucking hate you, Dad, go away, and stormed out, I was left feeling very hurt, very embarrassed, and very unappreciated for the efforts that I'd gone to to celebrate you. And, see there that word is that we're practicing, and... I can see, sorry, I've gone back into the other tool, but I can see what you were hoping for was to be very clearly expressed in your upset so you could feel me attuned to you, so you could feel your dad's love wrapped around your very real pain, so you felt cared about. So now using the white diagonal, I could say, let's find ways you know, as, as we grow together, you know, as I become older as your dad and you become older as my daughter, 
I'm committed to finding ways where you get to be fully expressed in your upset to me so that you can feel attuned to by me without leaving me feeling so hurt and unappreciated. Let's find some ways. What do you think? What do you, let's try out some ways. And she might say to me, yeah, I, I probably could have taken a breath and let you know I was upset rather than saying, I fucking hate you, go away. And we're like, okay, well, let's try that next time. Let's see if we can try that out next time. Let's see if you can kind of catch yourself and make that decision. And I might remind you, I might sort of support you in a different way. See how we're meeting her need to be fully expressed in our upset and my need for it to happen in a way that doesn't create embarrassment and hurt for me. <laughs> See, these diagonals are actually starting to point to the behavioural change that we want to bring into the relationship so that we land our love. <laughs> Is that making some sense or just? Yeah. Yeah. Same, same data, same four quadrants. We're just posing as a way forward. So totally putting you on the spot. And if the answer is no, because we're kind of almost at time, but do either of you feel like just inviting a ways forward conversation here? And if, it, and if you don't feel kind of ready to do that regarding baby, then remember that we've got Japan because Japan has to happen again. No, like I think it's whether I'll get it completely right, but I can envision things of, you know. Uh, yeah, same, like saying like, oh, like how would you like to move forward with this? Like recognising, yeah. Like uh, I'm, I'm wanting to, you know, how can we go about this? Um, so I'm wanting to, you know, validate your feelings by how can we, you know, I guess pretty much opening up the door to say let's communicate more and talk about it more because I know we haven't had this conversation maybe as much as what you need and I'm wanting to help see you in your pain, understand more um, and also for you to see me in my pain and, and where I, you know, where I am. Um, yeah, that's... You know, I'm, I'm wanting to work through that with you. You know, I want to be there for you. I don't want you to feel alone. I don't want you to feel like you, you know, you, you haven't got a, a choice. I want you to, I want to work with you and communicate with you so we can both understand where we're both coming from. Great, Griffo. So a blue, a blue diagonal might sound like, what are some ways I can start to share my own feelings around a second baby in a way that don't leave you feeling so alone and like there's no space for yours what could we try out and so you're kind of consulting Heidi saying how how might my expression land better for you how might it feel more spacious for you how might you start to feel more cared for in the way that I'm talking about second baby how might it start to feel like your needs do matter for me? What could we try out? Yeah. And the white diagonal might sound like um, 
let's find some ways that you get to express the very real upset that's still alive in you and will continue to be alive in you for some time as we discuss this. Let's find some ways where you get to be fully expressed in your pain in a way that doesn't leave me feeling sort of dismissed and unthought of. What, what could we try out? So it, this conversation is less about finding a solution immediately and much more about indicating how mutually willing we are you know, if we talk, if we took it back into the popcorn situation, yeah, you can say, which you know, it's it, if we bring it into just like little mundane moments, you can maybe see it more clearly. It's how might I go about just like not really caring about tiny little things in order to just kind of like feel like I've got some chill time in a way that doesn't leave you feeling frustrated and disappointed about the about the state of the popcorn. <laughs> and so in that conversation, Griffo might say, well, what about just like at least tie a lackey around it? <laughs> or what about, what about, <laughs> what about like we use a different container that's a bit sort of quicker to close? Or what about, see how we, we, we start to get creative with the ways that we go about it. Yeah, or what about if we just check that you're the only person here today? <laughs> <laughs> what about if we go back into whose fault it actually is? <laughs> yeah, but it, it is. It's like it's just offering instead of telling them what to do or how to feel or it's like literally working together as a team to find a solution. Yeah. Yeah, because we recognise that what we were yearning for matters and what they were suffering with matters. And we're really saying, let's find a way where we can create less pain for each other. We can still honour what we were hoping for and do it in a way that doesn't create so much pain. Yeah. He's saying to my daughter, I need to be able to celebrate you. That's non-negotiable, but I'm willing to find ways and consult with you about how to do that so it feels better for you. Yeah. And... I want you to be fully self-expressed in your upset with me. Of course. I want you to feel like your dad cares about your pain, so you need to express it. It's just that I want us to work on ways that you can do that that don't feel so hurtful and, and critical to me. Yeah. So I, I think I told you about um, I worked with a, a client couple who came to me and they said there's there's verbal and physical abuse happening in our relationship. And I was like, well, thank God you took a conscious communication pathway rather than just kept labelling each other because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident we can find a way through. And he, in order to be understood, tended to start to speak quite loudly, just naturally, because of his upbringing. And she when there was upset and he started to get loud, she would start to say, don't be so aggressive, don't be aggressive, don't be aggressive. That was her needing to protect herself. The more she told him not to be a certain way, the more misunderstood he felt and the louder he became. And it ended up with her retreating down the corridor, 
him needing to be understood by her so he got louder and pursued her, her needing safety so she retreated, closed the bedroom door and locked it, him beating on the bedroom door. Can you see how she was yearning for safety but the way she went about yearning for safety left him feeling uh, like shut down and shut out and he was yearning to be understood and the way he went about yearning to be understood left her feeling fearful and unsafe. Yeah. So when they came to this conversation and they really had to work at understanding each other's pain and each other's yearning instead of just like you're bad, <laughs> he said, in my desperate need to be understood by you sometimes, what are the ways I can go about it that don't leave you feeling so fearful? And she was like, hallelujah, he's interested in me not feeling fearful, so let's try out some ways. And she said to him, I'm yearning for safety at various times. I just need to kind of retreat and regulate myself, right? How can I go about finding that space to regulate in a way that doesn't leave you feeling so withdrawn from and hurt? And he was like, hallelujah, I want you to regulate yourself. I want you to find safety, but I don't want it to feel so much like I'm being made wrong and abandoned. So over time, they started to try out ways. I promise not to retreat if you promise not to yell. And they just tried some stuff out. And over time, they built this confidence that they were like, we're actually really giving shit about each other. Like we're willing to try out ways because we don't want so much pain for one another. Yeah. Can you feel that? Yeah, yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm not proposing that in, you know, at the end of this call where suddenly we've got a solution, but... Hopefully I've illuminated for you guys the fact that both of your yearnings are non-negotiable. Both of your pains need to be lessened. So the Ways Forward document just says, how can I be fully expressed in my experience around a second child in a way that doesn't leave you feeling the pain that it can sometimes leave you feeling? And... How can you be fully expressed in the experience that you're having around second child without leaving me feeling so so much pain, so much upset? Yeah. And so that's where I'll kind of just invite you to stand with your conversation and just the more you're committed to really, really leaving each other feeling deeply understood, then over time maybe something starts to change shape or arise. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not a it's not a magical decision making tool, but it does guarantee that the more you stick to this process, the more open hearted the decision making is. The more naturally you feel honored by each other, even if the difficulty of whether to or whether not to still remains undecided. Yeah. To see over time whether something softens and changes shape. Yeah. It's definitely, as over the last six months working with your fish, have definitely made me stop and just think about the other person's side 
Because there is always two sides. It's a saying there's always two sides to a story, but it's usually neglected the other person's side unless well, you're an outsider to the argument conversation. But yeah, that outsider can usually see it, but we can't when we're locked in the battle. And just to reassure you guys, like, you know, I, I'm actually I'm here in Tassie starting to write a book and and I've just been writing about our natural self-centeredness. Like, and I don't mean that as a judgment or criticism. I actually mean that since we were born, every moment of our life has had us as the central character. And all other people are bit parts in my life. It's the story of Fish, the story of Griffo, the story of Heidi. We are naturally... We naturally have a perspective that it's all about me. And that's not bad or wrong. It's natural, but it does mean, as you're pointing to, Griffo, it does mean that naturally their experience, which is real and true and valid, actually lies beyond my view until I reach to start to inquire into it. And the greater the upset, the more I don't want to inquire into it because I've just decided they're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's happening all over the planet. People are failing to recognise the validity of their experience plus the other person's experience. We just believe the analysis. She's just a controlling bitch. He's a narcissist. They don't give a shit about me. They just want to manipulate me. That's the analysis and we believe it to be true and actually we've just discovered that when we reach into the four quadrants, the story changes. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I call transformation, when the story changes. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for your courage. It's such, it's such tender work that you've been doing and I acknowledge that I've left you still in the unknown. No, but you can't, like... Uh, like I said, I wrote <clears throat> something about it the other day and it was like, you know, you think that you'll get to a solution because that's, you know, like I think what did I write that I was like, I think I was thinking that we would do this and it would be like, yeah, we'll, we'll just work it out and that's what will happen, you know. And then but it's just constant communication, like you said, and it's kind of like untying a bow you know, yeah. and, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm tying a bow. What am I trying to say? Feeling back the layers and expressing and understanding how one another feels. Yeah, like the knots, you know, yeah. There's going to be some scenarios where you can communicate through and resolve the problem and have the answer or the, you know, you've figured out the equation. Obviously, with our situation, it's different, but... If we understand everything and start communicating about where we're at, how one another feels, how we can back each other in, yeah. that is the yeah, best. That's, that's what you can be doing. Even in the absence of a decision, you can just be deepening each other's sense of um, openness and and care by validating what their beautiful heart is magnificently yearning for and by validating how very real their suffering is. That's what we can be doing in every moment, even if the decision is not ready yet. Yeah. And the, the last thing I want to leave you with is that as soon as you don't use the tools, you'll be back in our very naturally self-centered view that just has our experience very real and true and their experience is like whatever. I don't care because they're being an asshole. 
that will be back there straight away. Trust me, like I've I've worked with some people for two years and they come to me and just go, wow, it's really confronting how quickly I go back into conflict mind, just start making people wrong. So that's that will always happen. And whenever it happens, you only just need to reach back into the four quadrants and stand there for long enough and something starts to open. Yes. And obviously we'll read your book as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, congratulations on your book. And yeah, thank you so much for holding the space and leading us. And honestly, the feedback has been insane, you know, from people just so grateful for us, you know, all three of us share, you know, you sharing your tools and knowledge and creating the space. And then for us having the conversations like that, it's been really awesome. So a lot of people alone with really difficult relationship moments and decisions that don't have the courage to kind of put it out there. And you guys are really making this very safe container for people to be able to kind of feel into their own upsets while it not being on display because you guys are the ones on display. So I really honor you for that. It's very courageous and very caring and kind of you. Thank you. I uh, appreciate everything you've done, Fish. Like I said, this past six months have been uh, a, very much an uphill battle, but your expertise and guidance uh, along the way has helped tremendously. So, Yeah, I love that, Griff. I love that. And thank you both so much for welcoming me in. And um, you know where I am. I'm right here if you need support. Yeah, Tasmania. Wait, before you go, I'm just going to quickly take a photo of us. Right. Love those. Yeah. How how long are you there for? Uh, In total, five weeks. Wow. Got three to go. Yeah. And it's certainly, the book's certainly not going to be written in that time, but I've just got a, I just made contact with a publisher who wants to meet with me because she really loves the idea. Um, Amazing. I've mapped out all my chapters, the four parts of the book in each chapter. I've got all the maps on sticky notes. and yeah. so, so it's just a matter of time before I can, like, put it all into letters and words. Well, if you need any support from me or you need a pep talk or whatever, just let me know. Thank you very much. Maybe when the book's out, you can do a little. Uh, yeah, I'll be your influencer. I know what it's. I know how hard it is to sell a book. Like, and I've got so many ideas. If you need help promoing it and everything as well, just from experience. So just message me. I'll happily do a session with you. Um, and you know, like that would be a gift that I would love to give you because yeah, I've got so many learnings myself. So yeah. You're grateful, Heidi. Thank you. Thanks, Fish. Thanks, guys. Love you to pieces. Love y'all. Thanks so much.